welcome to a homegrown family podcast where we grow the produce and the kids. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of a homegrown family podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Mettler, and today I just want to follow up with our previous episode. And so, a couple things, I guess. One, what type of tomato did we grow for that tomato contest? And so I wanted to follow up with that because I couldn't figure out or think of it at the time. So anyways, the uh, tomato we used was a mortgage lifter tomato. I purchased the seed from Mary's Heirloom Seeds. Um, I think you can just Google that and probably figure out where you can find that. But uh, I've gotten seed from their, her website a couple times and, and they've been in some pretty good quality seeds. So that was one thing. Another thing that I kind of want to follow up on was the conversation of um, getting compost. I guess first there's a couple of different sources of place or places that you can get compost. You know, and that could be from your neighbor down the street. Maybe they had some cattle, you know, and they turned a bunch of manure over many times to get this nice compost that you want to put in your garden to also help fertilize your garden, right? So it's not, not only compost, but as a fertilizer, perhaps. You can get compost from there. You can get compost from your neighbor turning over, you know, in a smaller setting, in you know, one of those little tumbler baskets. You know, maybe they have enough clippings in there. They like wanted to share some of their compost that way, which is usually just a lot of food material and lawn clippings and leaves and uh, probably some worms on top of that. So that's another way you can get your uh, compost. And then the third way, which I kind of mentioned, was getting it from your city compost facility. And so let's go with the first. You know, you're getting compost or manure as a fertilizer from somebody you know. And so maybe you're wondering, well, how? This is And this is what I wanted to clarify. I mentioned that I had some herbicide carryover in some of my compost. And it came out in the news that there was indeed some clopyrrolid, which is a herbicide uh, that can be found in different crop settings. So, clopyrrolid is a broadleaf herbicide and synthetic auxin that causes plants, um, specifically broadleaf weeds within crops, usually in this case, most likely wheat, where it causes the plants to grow crooked and eventually die, um, cause some epinasty and twisting of the weeds. So, that's my weed science background coming out there. But, um, so this herbicide is applied to this wheat, right? Sometimes this herbicide will stay in the wheat stems and things. You know, it doesn't. It, there's residue tests that occur, so they determine that it's not in your grain, right? But it can be remain in the wheat, and so sometimes this wheat um, will get harvested and baled. You know, not including the seeds. So you see those straw bales outside your local grocery store come the fall time. You know. Um, and you want to buy these bales for decorations for your for your yard, and then these bales or these bales are maybe also used as bedding in this manure that you're getting from your neighbor. And the straw you're getting from this bale is or has some clopyrrolid in it still, and then so then once they turn that straw over in their manure pile, you know it may not be biodegraded well enough um, or have been in the soil and compost long enough to biodegrade that herbicide so when you put it in your garden 
you end up with this herbicide carryover that causes injury to other broadleaf crops, or in this case, your vegetables, right? So that's one way that that can happen. So either, you know, this straw uses bedding and then gets turned over and gets into your garden somehow. Or you use bales of straw in a landscape setting to spread it out across your lawn to kind of keep... And actually, I saw this the other day when I was driving in town and uh, this person was going to reestablish their lawn. And in a lawn setting, it's probably okay. But they were reestablishing their lawn and they put all this straw down, right, to keep the seeds in place for the grass so when the grass grew, you know, help also retain moisture in the lawns while the seed and then the seedlings emerged out of the ground and established themselves as a lawn. Um, but if they did rake that straw up eventually to kind of get it out of the grass and then decided to say, hey, I can use it as a mulch in my garden bed and it gets incorporated into their garden bed and it turns out that this, you know, straw was or had clear sprayed on it and now it's in your garden. So, there's different ways this can occur. That's one way that you can get clopyrrolid um, carryover that was intended for a crop setting um, that ended up in your straw that now ended up in your garden. Okay. Or first bedding and then got into your garden. So, that's one way. And then another way, which is kind of a similar pathway here, but aminopyrrolid, which is also another herbicide, which is, has a longer residual in the soil. Aminopyrrolid is used in pasture settings. So, you spray this aminopyrrolid herbicide on your pasture and then it kills the broadleaf weeds, you know, has some activity on your thistles and your leafy spurge and, and things like that um, to get rid of broadleaf weeds that your cattle don't eat or your sheep or whatever don't eat. And so, sometimes there's a, there's and the label, I'm pretty sure there is a, I would have to look it up, but on the aminopyrrolid label, I believe there is a re-entry interval for cattle to go in and graze that grass that remains because, you know, even though the aminopyrrolid is used to kill broadleaf weeds, the grasses do uptake the herbicide, but it doesn't impact the grasses because the mechanism or mode of action of that herbicide does not affect the grasses in the same way it does the broadleafs. And so, even though the grasses do uptake this, they do not, or they're not affected by the herbicide. And so then, if you let your cattle in early, um, or even at a safe interval, you can, your cattle eat a bunch of this grass, you know, the cattle will digest the grass, and then it's at safe quantities for the cattle, no problem there, right? And then they digest it and essentially concentrating any of this herbicide that was present still, and then releasing it as manure which then lands onto the pasture or ends up in your neighbor's feedlot and it ends up in your neighbor's compost pile because what better place to put manure than on a compost pile? You know, gain a little bit of nutrition, but also help bring in bacteria to really facilitate the bioorganisms and biodegrading features of manure and compost when you combine them all together to get your compost. And so that's kind of how you end up with different types of herbicides becoming carryover issues in your, your garden. And so, I just kind of wanted to go over that and clarify that. Um, I kind of assumed that it was probably going to be a pretty popular question when I mentioned that um, in my previous episode. So, I just kind of want to toss that out in there and uh, yeah. And I also just want to take a moment here, I guess, to 
promote myself because I'm never very good at that. But if you have any questions about any of these types of things, um, I'd be willing to, you know, come back on the podcast and answer such questions. And so if you have any questions, email me at a homegrown fam at gmail.com. That is a homegrown fam at gmail.com. And if you haven't noticed it yet or haven't searched Twitter, I do have a Twitter account, the same domain at, you know, a homegrown fam. And on my Twitter account, I do try to post things um, in there as I'm kind of talking about them in my podcast. And so, you know, if we're talking about chicken tractors, you know, hopefully I posted about a chicken tractor on my Twitter so that you, you can see it there as well and learn some information. So if you want to follow me, feel free at a homegrown fam um, on Twitter also. So I want to appreciate you guys all for listening and uh, yeah, take this as a bonus episode. I'll post another one here shortly. 